The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Here's the news. As the second C919 large passenger plane joined China Eastern Airlines for service, the operator now flies two of these China-made jets between Shanghai and Chengdu in southwest China's Sichuan province. Four flights are scheduled every other day between Shanghai Hongqiao International Airport and Chengdu Tianfu International Airport, with two daily flights the rest of the week. The airline operates around 38 flights on this route every day. After its inaugural commercial flight between Shanghai and Beijing on May 28th, the C919 has completed 125 commercial flights and served over 15,000 passenger trips as of July 31st. According to China Eastern Airlines, the C919 jetliner will fly to more cities, including Xi'an City in northwest China's Shanxi Province, Kunming in southwest China's Yunnan Province, and Guangzhou and Shenzhen in south China's Guangdong Province. This is Special English. China launches a nationwide initiative to solicit public opinions on regulations specifically targeting facial recognition technology in an effort to better protect personal information and maintain public security. The 25-article draft was made by the Cyberspace Administration of China, the country's top internet and cyberspace regulator, and has been published on its official website. The deadline for opinion collection is September 7th. The administration said that formulating such a regulation is to implement the cybersecurity law, the data security law, as well as the personal information protection law. The draft clarifies that hotels, banks, stations, airports, sports venues, exhibition halls, museums, art galleries, libraries, and other business places should not force, mislead, coerce, or threaten individuals to accept face-scanning technology to verify their identities on the grounds of handling business or improving service quality 
unless the current laws or administrative rules have already required the use of such technology. It also states that community management departments should make other options available for residents to provide their identities and grant them entry if they decline to use a facial recognition system. Facial recognition has been widely applied in areas such as public transportation and security management, arousing concern about individual privacy due to its easy abuse. Responding to the public concern, Chinese authorities have taken actions in recent years. For example, the country's top court, the Supreme People's Court, issued a judicial document in 2021 calling for the prudent application of the technology so as to provide stronger protection for people's privacy. The judicial document stipulates that shops installing face scanning systems to gather consumers' data without getting their permission or software operators forcing users to give their facial information will be seen as violation. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. The National Natural History Museum of China has decided to extend its opening hours. This change will last to the end of August, moving closing time from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. This is in line with the new Chinese policy to enrich and expand cultural tourism. The museum has also launched a Night at the Museum activity to enrich the summer life of the public and meet the needs of visitors. The National Development and Reform Commission issued a new policy to enrich and expand cultural tourism, which includes guiding museums, cultural centers, and amusement parks to extend their opening hours and support the construction of 24-hour living circles in areas with the right conditions. The National Natural History Museum of China is giving the public a choice of various events, like watching films, visiting the museum at night, and listening to lectures. Museum fever is spreading across the country. A number of museums have extended their opening hours in East China's Jiangsu province. Nine museums in Suzhou in East China's Jiangsu province, such as the Suzhou Museum 
extended their service hours to 9 p.m. They have also launched more than 40 exhibitions, lectures, and various kinds of online and offline experiential activities. Hangzhou in East China's Zhejiang province adjusted its opening hours for 52 municipal state-owned museums. This is Special English. China Railways recorded 406 million passenger trips from July 1st to the 31st. That is according to data revealed by China State Railway Group, the country's railway operator. During this period, daily passenger trips averaged 13 million, while over 10,100 trains were operating daily, up 14% compared to the same period in 2019. In order to better serve passengers during the summer travel rush, the company said that its various bureaus have optimized operation plans based on big data. Train stations in the nation's big cities, such as Guangzhou, Shenzhen, and Changsha have increased staff in posts like security checking to expedite passengers' entry process and improve efficiency. The summer travel rush is usually a busy season for the country's railway system as college students return home for summer vacation while family visits and tourist travels also rise during this season. This year's summer travel rush will last for 62 days and end on August 31st. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. This is Special English. Chinese researchers have developed an artificial intelligence model powered 
by deep learning algorithms to predict the development and pattern of El Nino events in the Central Pacific. Scientists believe that El Nino events in the Central Pacific can have far-reaching impacts on global climate, making accurate predictions crucial for preparedness and risk reduction. Researchers from the Institute of Atmospheric Physics under the Chinese Academy of Sciences developed a deep learning model for predicting the spatial pattern of sea surface temperature anomalies in the equatorial Pacific. This study demonstrates the potential of AI in improving predictions of significant climate events like El Nino, which can have devastating effects around the globe. That is according to Huang Ping, a researcher at the Institute of Atmospheric Physics and the corresponding author of the study recently published in the journal Advances in Atmospheric Sciences. According to the study, the AI model surpasses traditional dynamical models in accuracy, particularly in predicting sea surface temperature anomalies in the West Central Equatorial Pacific. The study also suggests that a hybrid model that combines predictions from both the AI model and dynamical models achieve even higher accuracy for Central and East Pacific El Nino events. The research team plans to further leverage the power of deep learning to expand the application of AI models in seasonal climate forecasting, aiming to provide earlier and more accurate warnings of major weather events. This is Special English. South China's island province, Hainan, has recorded total offshore duty-free sales of nearly 29 billion yuan, about 4 billion U.S. dollars, in the first seven months of this year. According to the customs of Haiko, the capital of Hainan, from January to July, nearly 4.2 million shoppers purchased over 34 million duty-free products on the island. Since the beginning of this year, Hainan has introduced a raft of measures to boost the recovery of duty-free consumption. These efforts include issuing 20 million duty-free coupons and holding an international duty-free 
shopping festival. The duty-free shops on the island have launched discount promotions online and offline. Hainan released the policy of allowing domestic tourists to buy products on the island without taxation on April 20th, 2011, followed by rounds of adjustments to the initial policy. The adjustments from July 1st, 2020, increased the island's annual tax-free shopping quota from 30,000 yuan to 100,000 yuan per person and expanded the major categories of duty-free goods from 38 to 45. China released a master plan in June 2020 to build Hainan into a globally influential and high-level free trade port by the middle of the century. Over recent years, the island province has become an attractive shopping destination for domestic consumers. Through years of efforts to enhance the local tourism and shopping sector, Hainan now boasts 12 offshore duty-free shops. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Flocks of egrets perch on branches in dense woods in Zhenhai District in East China's port city of Ningbo. The wild bird haven almost disguises what is a pivotal base of bulk liquid chemicals. Every year after March, These woods of 2,200 square meters bustle with life as egrets migrate back home to build nests and breed. Behind the woods is the iron and steel forest of the Sinopec Junhai Refining and Chemical Company, which is currently the largest refinery. In China, Jiao Shengwu from the Research Institute of Subtropical Forestry under the Chinese Academy of Forestry said that egrets need two conditions for breeding: dense woods suitable for nesting and ample water and food. Jiao has conducted five field studies. Of this area, concluding that the lush woods and abundant fish and shrimp in the water channels of the refinery provide a bountiful habitat for egrets, an endangered species under national protection in China. When building an oil pipeline in 2014. The company extended the pipe to bypass the egrets' nesting area, even though it meant higher costs. In 
it relocated the liquefied petroleum gas tank further away from the woods. This bird haven is an important indicator of the refinery's efforts in seeking to build a zero-waste factory. The company's jet fuel tank is only 160 meters away from the woods. Mo Dinge, party secretary of the company, said the company has introduced a circular economy model focusing on resource recycling and zero-waste emission. He said the hazardous waste in the petrochemical industry accounts for more than one-third of the production, making it difficult for refineries to achieve zero-waste production. According to Mo, the company has made significant strides in its efforts to overcome the difficulties associated with the construction of green factories. The company has installed 11 cameras in the reserve for live streaming on Chinese social media, which provides audiences with real-time footage of the egrets' lives in the refinery area. Jiao said that in addition to egrets, there are dozens of other wild bird species suggesting sound biodiversity quality. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. China launches a nationwide initiative to solicit public opinion on regulations specifically targeting facial recognition technology in an effort to better protect personal information and maintain public security. The 25-article draft was made by the Cyberspace Administration of China the country's top internet and cyberspace regulator, and has been published on its official website. The deadline for opinion collection is September 7th. The administration said that formulating such a regulation is to implement the cybersecurity law, the data security law, as well as the personal information protection law. The draft clarifies that hotels, banks, stations, airports, Sports venues, exhibition halls, museums, art galleries, libraries, and other business places should not force, mislead, coerce, or threaten individuals to accept face-scanning technology to verify their identities on the grounds of handling business or improving service quality, unless the current laws or administrative rules have already required the use of such technology. It also states that community management departments should make other options available for residents to provide their identities and grant them entry if they decline to use a facial recognition system. Facial recognition has been widely applied in areas such as public transportation and security management, arousing concerns about individual privacy due to its easy abuse. Responding to the public concern, Chinese authorities have taken actions in recent years. For example, the country's top court, the Supreme People's Court, issued a judicial document in 2021 
calling for the prudent application of the technology so as to provide stronger protection for people's privacy. The judicial document stipulates that shops installing face scanning systems to gather consumers' data without getting their permission or software operators forcing users to give their facial information will be seen as violation. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. Thank you.